Hello, and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by returning guest, Evie Bloom. Hi. <laughs> Excuse me. Welcome to the room, Evie. How are you this evening? I'm doing okay. You know what? I think last time we talked, I had a cold, and I think this time we're talking, I have a cold, so <laughs> I'm here with my tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fully understand. Um, I had a booster yesterday. So although it's technically not a cold, I spent a greatest portion of yesterday and today sleeping. <laughs> I know. So we're all here mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> mostly, mostly. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, this one's kicking my butt. The prior what was it? Prior two or three, I was fine, but this one is like, man. Yeah. All right. So, so now as most people might understand from our familiarity, you've been on the program before. Yeah. And the last time you were with us, you had just published a book called Ship It. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this has now become an audible. Am I correct? Yeah. So um, over the last couple of months, I worked with a narrator, Amelia Cameron, uh, to uh, record, yeah, to do an audiobook for Ship It, which is pretty exciting for me <laughs> nice so um now tell can you elaborate a little bit on how the process went for you yeah so um i was completely clueless about all of this uh like most of the things i do when it comes to indie publishing so um but you know it's a learning process and, and there are definitely some resources out there so ultimately um i went with something called acx it's uh, i think it stands for audiobook exchange and it's a really great uh platform and resource for um, narrators to offer their services and for authors who are looking for great voice artists and narrators um, to find someone who they wanna work with. So um, basically it's, there's a whole um, auditioning process like from the side of the an author, you need to kind of, you can search for people specifically or you can kind of put a proposal out there and see who answers you. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it might take a while actually to find somebody, but I was really lucky and found Amelia pretty quickly. Um, she sent in an audition. Um, she's not the only person who sent in an audition. I had some quite funny people <laughs> send in auditions. Some were AI, some were, um, not very professional at all, but, um, she has a beautiful voice and, um, it was great quality. So, um, it was clear to me that I wanted to work with her and yeah, so we, we started recording. Um, I say we, right? Like she did all the hard work. <laughs> all the, we'll say this, that um, the hard work by me was done before, <laughs> you know, the audio session. And then she right. took it up after that. And um, it was actually really great working with her. Um, I think she's relatively new at narration, but you couldn't mm -hmm. tell. Uh, she was super professional. And, um, you know, I know it's really hard work. They say, I think to record an audiobook, it's something like six hours of work for every um, hour recorded. So like if you have a 10 hour book, it's like 60 hours oh. of work or something. Yeah. Yes. So um, yes. she put in a ton of work and- <laughs> OMG, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you probably know, right? There's editing and production and all that hard stuff. So yes. um, there's, there's a lot more than people understand. Um, yeah. Typically the, even for myself, it's probably easier for myself and for those people who don't know who are listening in, um, not to take it away from Evie, because I want to hear about your entire story and adventure, because every process is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But as far as mine, um, 
for right now, because I'm not putting myself out there to be hired yet. Although that's mm-hmm. the plan after my books are all done. I want my books done. So I have that experience, that hand on yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. But for me, because I am the author of the books, mm-hmm. I'm already like, I already know where the inflection and the, mm. where the emphasis on So words. You'll, you'll, you'll have a more challenging time than I did because I didn't know. <laughs> I'm not a big audiobook listener. So therefore I didn't have like, I think super strong opinions about these things, but mm. Certainly for, you know, since you're kind of in the biz, <laughs> um, you'll have, uh, <laughs> you'll have, you'll have feelings <laughs> about what, you know, um, yeah, they, I think there's so much prep work and I think that she did a great job asking me questions. I mean, there are things when you're recording that you have to think about that you don't when you're just, I mean, when you're just publishing it, you know, either for Kindle or paperback or whatever. Um, luckily you don't have to worry about the formatting as much. Right. But, um, you, you know, she had to ask questions like, so you said, OMG, right? That's so funny because mm-hmm. OMG in my books, there are a lot of text messages. Surely someone says, OMG yes. or writes that. And she's like, okay, I guess I'm, do we, do we say, oh my God, do we say OMG <laughs> or all just sorts right. of silly technical things that you never think about when you're writing that, you know, someone who's narrating it, saying it out loud has to really consider. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. She had a lot of great questions and I was lucky to, I think it's so important to find somebody um, that you feel you can work with smoothly and there's a good rapport there because um, they're bringing your work to life. And, um, you know, when you, when you publish something like not audio, but uh, just a regular, I guess, visual reading book, um, uh-huh. you never really know how it's coming across in people's heads. I mean, you might be able to have a conversation with, you know, somebody here or there or see the review afterwards, but um they're like an additional creator of your work like they come in they're a partner and uh you get to see like how they interpreted it um and how and Mm -hmm. you want it of course portrayed closely enough i think to your intention as the writer uh to to other people who will be listening but um it was it was a great learning experience for sure oh yeah so now what we know you have a next book and don't get too far into the next book because I want to take a minute. But since you have a next book in the series, are you thinking about carrying on um, the experience with, uh, I think you said her name was Miss Cameron? Yeah, Amelia. I'm sorry. Uh, what did you ask? If what about the experience? If you were going to continue with having her as your narrator for your next book. I mean, we'll see. I I, I think um, for right now, I'm trying to... Uh, like just so pitch it the sequel I won't get too far into it came out yesterday um I feel like (laughs) I gotta I gotta like process all that you know first before I see okay am I gonna do an audiobook for pitch it I mean probably eventually um but I feel like I gotta kind of get over the hump of that initial release um and then right I'll see where we take it from there well the reason the reason I ask is simply if you're carrying on your characters like I had a book um was my very first Audible, and I had hired an actor to do that one. Um, I had mm-hmm. uh, two ex- contracts for two di- two separate books, my sci-fi, mm-hmm. but that contract fell through because mm-hmm. of conflicting um, assignments that the author had. Mm-hmm. Not the author, excuse me, that would be me. The narrator had <laughs> undergone, so one of those <laughs> fell through. And because mm-hmm. the other one no longer narrates books, I couldn't mm-hmm. have her narrate the next in the series that I had hired her for. Uh, so got it. <clears throat> because I wanted the cons- yeah, I wanted the consistency the yeah. of the same mm-hmm. voice. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I ended up having to go through ACX, which is who I have carry my books as well. Okay. I had them take down the mm. prior book. So now mm-hmm. that one has to be redone 
by yours yeah. truly. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I asked if you yeah. had put as much of a forethought into that. I actually haven't even thought about it. It's like everything's been kind of a whirlwind. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know what I was thinking when I was like, hey, let's do the audiobook for Ship It and also do the release for the sequel all within the <laughs> same few weeks. Like it was a lot, <laughs> even though, like I said, you know, the, uh, Amelia did most of the uh, most of the hard work but like when it, you know as you know um when you're writing and, and and releasing everything the the writing's only part of it right then you've got editing and then you've got formatting and you've got uh marketing and you know the planning of the release and everything and the follow-up after that there's there's a lot to be done so i actually haven't even gotten there it's kind of like a it's like one of those things on my to-do list <laughs> i'll get there when i get right. there yeah right i get what you're saying so now let's go back uh so now yeah. you have a new book, like we referred yeah. to, and this is a continuation of the series, yes? Yes, it is awesome. a continuation. So I always say, like, I, I actually feel it could be read as a standalone if somebody doesn't feel like going and reading the first one. Um, there's enough taking place in there, and then I think enough con. I think I give enough context. Um, like, it's not wholly dependent on having knowledge from the first book but you know i do encourage people to um either read ship it or now you can listen to it on audiobook you know <laughs> um before <laughs> nice, yeah. nice pitch yeah. <laughs> i practice um yeah to you know before jumping into pitch it um i think it'll be fun i think you'll <laughs> it has an interesting start let's say to pitch it and um i think if you already have like a sort of connection to the characters from ship it um then you will you'll you'll enjoy you'll uh yeah enjoy is a good word i i, I say that because there's some interesting things that happen in pitch it that people have uh, great big feelings about um but i always i always promise them you know you you might uh be a little bit annoyed at me as the author uh in the beginning but you're gonna love me by the end so um i think if you come into it already with that connection to the to the main characters uh nathan and sarah then um you'll enjoy pitch it even more um, and yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed writing Pitch It because, so when I finished writing Ship It and people read it and a lot of people liked it and they were like, oh, these characters are so lovely, but like you kind of, you left an opening for a, they would ask me, are you going to write a sequel? Cause you kind of left an opening there for like what could happen in their future. And they were uh -huh. into them. They said, well, what, what's going to happen? And I was like, well, that's a very good question. And so I kind of explored that myself. Um, and it was actually even in while I think Ship It was like kind of in final editing phases that I began writing the sequel. Um, and I wasn't committed or anything, but I just felt like, hmm, wouldn't this be fun if I tried some things, you know, kind of turn things on their heads um, in the second book. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of romances, they, they explore kind of like that point up to the happily ever after. Um, right. And you don't necessarily know what happens after. Um, you know, maybe if it's some sort of series or, you know, a group of books that go together, not, I don't know, they, they're not necessarily always about the same couple, but you hear from those couples in other books, you know, like, I don't know, The yeah. Deal, like L. Kennedy, or I don't know, like the Miles High series or something like you hear about the other, the couple, that's the, the focus of one book in other books. Um, but uh, yeah, so I wanted to, you know, find out what happens with these characters. And, it, and it's funny, because the way it started out wasn't, I think, always as writing, like you start out with one idea, and you get you get feedback from other people or you you just get ideas you know in the middle of the night in the shower while driving whatever that end up making it into your book <laughs> and um yeah but I, like i said i was i was able to explore kind of what happens after that happily ever after or is it and then you also get to um 
and, and I think learn a lot more about some of the loved, <laughs> beloved uh, side characters. Um, right. Like their best friends and work friends and that type of thing that a lot of people kind of caught into. They really liked them and they were like, oh, you know, I really like that person's sense of humor. So maybe I tried to play that up a little bit in the second book. And um, Right. Yeah. So let me <clears throat> now some people would say that it's harder when a, with a romance in the second take, you know, what I mean, mm. the second book, simply yeah. because <clears throat> most people want the heat and the chemistry. Do mm. you find that that was harder to keep in place into the second book? Well, I have to figure out how to answer this without providing spoilers. <laughs> um, there's plenty of heat in the second book, I will say. Um, I think actually, uh, possibly even more. <laughs> um, and it's because, uh, yeah, how, let's see. Um, I'll say this. We got to, the heat happens much more quickly in the second book. And it's funny because I thought, mm, is that too early? <laughs> and then I like went back and read uh, one of my, one of my favorite series is the Outlander series. And then I, I read, I think it's in the second book of the Outlander series. That I think the first scene, in fact, is like, you know, one of these scenes and I'm like, okay, well, it's not on the first page. So, you know, the precedent's been set there. I can, it's, it's not too early. Um, so there is that. I mean, you do, you do kind of see, um, you know, how their relationship is going. Like it starts basically immediately after the first book ends uh, chronologically. Um, but then, you know, they encounter difficulties as often happens in a, once people move past their honeymoon period. Um, and I don't know, one of my big things as a writer is trying to write um, realistic stories. Um, not to mm. say that I've experienced everything that I write, but things that could actually happen in real life. And, you know, I've, I've been in a loving re relationship for very many years and sometimes things are great and sometimes things are challenging. And I think that people kind of like to see uh, couples um, maybe encounter challenges, realistic ones, and then, mm -hmm. you know, see how and if they can overcome those. Um, I think it can be, not that I set out to inspire people, but it can be a bit inspirational. It can make you feel like, okay, like maybe I'm in a relationship and sometimes we fight or sometimes we have issues and I'm not the only one, you know, it happens. It's a universal right. human experience. Yeah. Now when, with, with the romance, <clears throat> do you have, do you know how like, some books have the mystery, like, oh, they love mm -hmm. each other, but they're still solving a mystery or with each mm. series. What do you have as far as your surrounding? Is it just based on the couple's reactions to each other and their own chemistry and their own life mm. together? Or are there outside stories going along too that drive the story along farther? Yeah, so um, there is an element of mystery, but it's not, I don't think it's the kind that you're referring to. So like, they're not trying to solve a mystery together. However, the reader, um, might be solving a bit of a mystery. There's a bit more intrigue um, in this book um, than the first. Um, mm -hmm. And that's because I pull in, um, so it's primarily dual point of view, um, but then there's a sort of third, uh, what I call encrypted <laughs> point of view, uh, meaning uh, unknown, like who it's from, um, which sort of adds an element of mystery. Um, I think what drives, so something that interests me as uh, a woman, like as a professional in Silicon Valley is, is always like sort of um, career, like n not only and not only for women, of course, but just like sort of people who are like trying to do multiple <clears throat> things in their life at once, right? Like we're never just, mm -hmm. just focused on like our romantic relationship or just focused on work, hopefully. Like we have a lot of different things going on. And so that's sort of trying to figure out how do we balance those things? So like in Pitch It, you know, both Nathan and Sarah are uh, moving forward professionally and trying to go after um, goals uh, that they have. Um, at the same time, 
you know, they've just fallen in love, but suddenly something comes in to like something or someone, for example, <laughs> comes in mm -hmm. that challenges what, you know, their relationship, their connection, um, you know, and people might have their own emotional or mental state that they're um, also contending with as they, as they just go through life. Um, and like, I think I try to ask the questions here, like, what happens? How do we support each other when those things happen? What are the bad things that can happen or break down, you know? Um, so I, I think really here it's, it's, there's kind of a, a few different paths moving forward at once. And, and it really has to do with um, the couple's relationship. Um, and then also just sort of like as they develop professionally um, in, in their workplaces. That's interesting. So with a few books now under your belt, um, can you tell us a few things that you figured out or still struggled with as a writer? Yeah, so um, sometimes, you know, you write something and you feel really connected to it, right? Um, and either um, alpha or beta readers or your editor um, might tell you, you know, <laughs> this just isn't really working for me. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's something that it's hard. I, you know, I've actually been an editor myself. So I've learned with time that like, so first of all, you always have your kind of, uh, you know, pile. Of, there's like this doc I have, of course, I think most writers have something like that. They were like, well, I'm not going to use it today, but who knows? <laughs> maybe, in, <laughs> maybe in a year or maybe later. So, um, you know, just like really getting rid of stuff that's not working. Um, one thing I struggle with is I can always say more. So like, I think at some point this manuscript for Pitch It was up to like 115,000 words. And I was like, okay, nobody wants to read that much. About these people. <laughs> so really just determining, uh, I had a hard time and thank goodness I have this wonderful editor. Her name is Jen Bowles. She's also an author. Um, help me um, figure out, okay, like, am I cutting? What do I cut? Do I, do I cut entire scenes? Do I cut uh subplots like do i cut uh or do i just try and shrink <laughs> you know what i mean everything into uh -huh. less words um it's hard uh so that's that is definitely something i struggle with it's i i struggled a bit with it and pitch it um also this work in progress i have going is way too wordy so um yeah say less becky uh <laughs> say less <laughs> that kind of takes me that I'm going to skip ahead a couple of questions. So, yeah. so mentioning your newest work, what mm -hmm. do you have planned for uh, 2024 as far as your writing? Yeah. So thank you so much for being gracious and asking me for 2024 and not mentioning that <laughs> I had, I had originally promised to have something out in another something out in 2023. Um, no, I had, I was really trying to get out um, this sort of like Hanukkah Jewish rom-com uh, book out by uh, this Hanukkah, which is in uh, December but it's not happening. So um, my goal is that uh, to continue to work on that um, and to get it in a good place. I'm hoping in the next month or two to maybe get it out to some early readers, see if uh, they like these characters as much as I do. I think they're very endearing um, and just see like, it, it's, it's a very different kind of story because you know, my first two books, each of them take place over maximum like six months long, something like that, uh -huh. like the time frame. Um, and this is something, it's more of a, a childhood friend. They, you know, become a romantic partners. So it, it takes place over many, many years, um, which is something I haven't attempted before. Um, so that's a real learning process as well. And I'm trying to read, um, you know, just different books that can maybe 
teach me how, how other people might have done it and see if that's something mm -hmm. I want to try and do or if I want to take a different uh, tack. Um, but yeah, so that'll be, I, 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 I changed the title, the working title of it changes like every few days. So I won't tell you what it's right. called. But. I think that's the basic, what, mentioning what you said about reading. <clears throat> and I think that's the big drive as an author. It's the reading because we've, you obviously have a passion for books and reading prior mm. to writing. Because if yeah. you don't, there's not that draw to tell your own story. Yeah. Reading others, and that is the best way to teach yourself is to continue to read and yeah. read in an abundance. I for often, sure. oh, hold on, that's my timer. We've hit our 20 minutes, but that's fine. Um, hold on. There we go. Anyways. Um, Sorry, I should have warned you about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. evacuate, there's yeah. a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <clears throat> I have headsets on, so it doesn't bother me as much, um, even though I'm in this small space. Um, anyway, so reading really does help bring that. Oftentimes when I listen to books, I'm a big Audible buff. I love yeah. having the Audibles because I can still, I can clean the house. I can cook dinner. I can, yeah. you know what I mean, walk my laps. Uh, do my yoga and have mm -hmm. headsets on or listen to it on speakers <clears throat> yeah. so that I'm not tied. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, my eyes just doesn't really like looking at the page too often. <laughs> <laughs> no, <clears throat> but I, I anyways, I have to turn my computer brighter every day. <laughs> like, it's oh my gosh. Right. Or wear those blue glasses for the screen, yeah. giving you a headache because you've been sitting there too long. Yeah. I fully mm -hmm. understand. So, um, I really enjoyed having you on. And this, like I said, this was your second time. So hopefully when uh, 2024 hits and you get your next one ready to get out, you can come back on and we can talk some more because I'd love to dive a little deeper um, hitting your third book. Plus this one you said you've been working on for a little while. So I would love to hit that too about how you've learned from the prior two. For sure. But don't sure. answer That's, me yet. Yeah. Don't answer me yet. <laughs> Put a pin in that for the next podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank well, it you. Was great. It was great having you on. And as for our listeners, we've entered that little bit of time where I bring on our Amazon deal of the day. And as we're hitting the holidays, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always looking, 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 driving my paint grub butt to the stores. <laughs> but anyways, or online stores, as I may say. Anyways, today is the Ninja Possible Cooker. It's a Pro 8.5 quart mini multi-cooker with eight in one slow cooker and dutch oven steamer and more it's down 33 percent from its previous price at 149.99 leaving us with this great steal of 99.95 so if you're interested in a great gift or you just need something extra for the kitchen i'll have the link in the bio guys thank you again once again evie you're always a pleasure oh, thank, thank you, you to our listeners oh you're welcome hon anytime you want to come back Thank you to our listeners. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye for now.